of Big Trouble in Little Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. And I'm Andy. And this is episode nine. I think I'm going to start to um, name our episodes instead of just being like, it's episode eight of this and episode nine of this. So I named this episode nine, The Founder. And the reason why is because we watched a movie, The Founder, with Michael Keaton. Um, we watched it with Michael Keaton. Like we went over <laughs> to his place, and uh, he has like a small theater set up in his home. It's a real nice place. And so we just sat down and watched this movie with him. Yeah, we started all the way with Mister Mom, and then ended in The Founder. <laughs> <laughs> he screwed with his phone the whole time. No, <laughs> I bet you he wouldn't. I bet you he'd be a really good movie watcher. I think like he's, he's, such, he's such an intense guy. I feel like I feel like he's the kind of guy that if he saw someone dicking off with their phone in a theater, he'd say something. Yeah, I think we talked about on an episode on how much we hate going to theaters where there was a lot of people. Yeah, I, I find it hard to do, but I'm trying to get back into going to movies, and that's just a, a hurdle you gotta you gotta you gotta tackle. For the first time in more than a decade, I bought a ticket to see a movie opening night. And I'm sure I'm gonna go. And regret it forever, but yeah, whatever. Let's give it a shot. Now, does it annoy you when you're in a movie and like the sound is silent, but you hear like <laughs> the dialogue and stuff, and then all of a sudden you just hear somebody go, "Oh yeah, you hear someone over there." Yeah. And yeah, I I, th- I feel like I've said this on an episode, but you know, as as another public service announcement, the reason candy in a movie theater comes in a box, well, in a bag in a box is like before the movie starts. You're supposed to open the bag, empty the bag into the box, and then throw the bag away or stuff it in your pocket or something. That way, during the movie, you're just pulling the pulling the candy out of the box. That doesn't make as much noise as a plastic wrapper, you idiots. Or, you know, people that are idiots and, you know, have, like, the, they pour the box in their mouth like it's a fucking drink or something. <laughs> and then you hear the, the M&Ms, like, falling down and stuff. And it's some of them they might choke because it hits their throat hard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I usually go to matinees because there's not a lot of people there. Me too. Or I choose theaters that I know is really far away and doesn't have good perks where children are most likely to be there. Especially when you know you have movies like Dunkirk and you know rated R movies are the, like the main feature of the movie theater that I go to. Hmm. Or PG-13, whatever. Anyway, uh, let me get to the thing here. So get strapped in and get ready for episode 9 of Big Trouble in Little Podcast, where only dreams can kill a dream. Andy, what the hell have you been up to lately? Um, Not much. I started uh, Yakuza Kiwami. That game is fun as hell. Is it beat em up like all the other <laughs> Yakuza's? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's like an open world kind of thing, and you run around, but as you run around, guys will be like, hey, it's, he's in a gray suit, kick his ass, and it, like, you know, switches over to, oh, I'm gonna beat these guys up, and then you beat him up. Yep, and, uh, th- was this a prequel, or? This is a remake of the first one. Oh, really? Like Yakuza 1 that came out on the PS2. It's the same story, they've just added... Um, in Zero, they, they added the thing where you had, like, several different fighting styles. And no one in Zero. Well, they added it recently, so they added that. And they added, the coolest addition is they added something called the Majima Anywhere system. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy, uh, Majima, that wants to beat you up. 
and he could just be anywhere. Like I was running around and like some cop yells at you. It's like, Hey, stop right there. And you're like, Oh no, a police officer. What's he want? And you turn and it's that guy dressed as a police officer. And then you have to beat and you have to fight him. I was walking down the street and like a car was moving around. Like someone was trapped in the trunk. So I opened it and it was him and I had to fight him. And I went to a burger joint and I ordered a hamburger and they're like, do you want a side of Majima with that? I was like, what are you talking about? You turn around and he's there and you have to fight him. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And you said this game is like 40 bucks, right? 30 bucks. 30 bucks if you have Amazon or. No, no, 30 bucks. Like it's, it's a budget title. It's only $30. You could, I think you can just buy it at stores and it's 30 bucks. So I, I recommend it. It's only $30 and it's a lot of fun. Like it's not a super deep game experience it's not like the writing is is pretty good but the gameplay is you know it, it's a lot of um oh i'm gonna solve this problem with violence it's like every side mission someone's like trying to trick you into giving them money and you beat them up at the end of it so nice it's not super complicated but it's meant and, and it's very very successful at this it's meant to like if you've been curious about yakuza this is a good place to go now that I've played this, I'm going to get six when it comes out. I'm going to go buy zero, too. This is your first Yakuza you played, or? Yeah, it is. Oh, nice. So, got you into the series. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll actually wait until probably a Steam sale, because it might be on Steam. Is it on Steam? I don't know. Um, I don't. I think it might be exclusive to the PS4. No, oh, then I... Then I'll wait for, like, one of those flash sales, because usually when they do the flash sales, it's, like, $5 off. Wouldn't mind paying twenty five. <laughs> yeah, money is scarce these days. Oh, it's on the PS three as well, according to Wikipedia. That's weird. <laughs> I guess it's good. It's still uh, supporting that system. Um, yeah, Persona five came in on the PS three too. Yep. Oh, it's only on the PS three in Japan. Never mind. I see Overwatch free weekend. Did you play that? During the weekend, yeah, I did. I uh, I have a friend Zach who is. Well, you should play Overwatch. You should buy Overwatch. Oh, me and my friends are gonna play Overwatch. You should get it. So whenever these free weekends come up, he's always on Facebook and in person too. Oh, you need to play this. It's, just download it. So now that I finally have that external hard drive, I didn't have an excuse not to download it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I also played it with him and another friend. You know, we were just all at the same place. And we handed the controller off, and I, that game's a lot of fun. I really like it. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy it now. It's the same situation. I'm waiting for a deal. I think if it drops below forty bucks, I'll probably pick it up. But I don't know if it's going to because the game's so popular and it's holding its value. But I think Black Friday. Yeah, I was thinking Black Friday, or maybe I'll try for sooner because I, I really did dig it. I, I started to find a couple characters that I was pretty good with, and that that's usually the tipping point. Is oh, I like this game now because up until that, you just get getting your face smashed in. That's no fun. What? As most shooters are for me. What's your characters? Um, or heroes, uh, I should say. Uh, Lucio, he's like a healer. Mm-hmm. Decent with that guy. Um, Soldier 47, I think. Like He's basically just first-person shooter guy, so that was simple enough. Um, who else did I get into? Oh, Lucio was the one that I far and away had the most success with. The other ones, it was like hit or miss, but... With him, I was like, you know, getting at the end of the game, it's like most points healed or something like that. And I'd, I'd get that all the time. Yeah, what's great about these games is that they, uh, or this game, I should say, is that they have like a Halloween uh, loot box uh, series where you can get these loot boxes by playing these games. 
and uh, you can get skins like that are for Halloween. Like lately, they had the summer one where they had summer skins, and then yeah, Zach was showing me some of the ones he had from that. They all looked cool. He had one for Soldier Forty Seven that made him like a grill master. It was funny. Mm-hmm. It's such a good game. <laughs> I need to get back into that game. Just all these games are coming out that I need to play. I know eventually. <laughs> Uh-oh, Andy's dying. <laughs> yep. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, so I play Hanzo, I play Genshi, and I play D.Va. D.Va is mostly my main, the most. <coughs> I like to be a tank. I wanted to be good with D.Va, but I was not. Well, what's great about her abilities is that she gets to deflect the, uh, the bullets or... The fire and all that stuff, what you're getting shot at damage-wise. And then her ultimate, her ult, is she just throws her fucking armor and it blows up like a nuclear bomb in a way. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, PS4. I did have Overwatch with PS4, but then I sold it because... Yeah. Anyway... What I've been playing recently is a uh, Fortnite Battle Royale. And um did you hear the news about uh Fortnite and PUBG? Uh no. Apparently players unknown, the creator of PUBG was annoyed that Fortnite was having a battle royale mode on there. And then, like they were giving like serious shit about that. I didn't invent that, that that gameplay mode. I know, and I'm like, I I don't know where, but anyway, like you you can't copyright a game mode unless it's like has 110 percent to to do with. It. That's like trying to copyright Team Deathmatch. Be like, oh, another games can't do this. You can't have like a last man standing kind of thing where. You know, you kill the other team and you win. You can't do that. I now have rights to that. It's stupid. And I, what really happened was, like, he was, like, saying this is a copycat. It's wrong because it's free to play, by the way. If you go on PS4, Xbox, and PC, you can play Fortnite Battle Royale for free. And right on. today, they actually hit 1 million players. Cool. So... It's successful. Maybe uh, conspiracy theory wise, maybe they fought fought with each other to give people. But then again, this is a competition in the gaming industry, so I don't know why players unknown would do that. But if he was really serious about getting on them about that, you just gave attention to them. Yeah, absolutely. You gave them free press to get all these players. So good job for you. But anyway. It is like PUBG in a way where you drop in and you uh, get weapons and you, you face off against 100 players. And if you're the last one, you are the winner. But the big difference is you get to build shit. Uh, just like in the uh, main game of Fortnite where you build these defenses and all that stuff. And it's cartoony. Uh, it's not as serious as PUBG. So the shooting is a little bit arcadey in a way um there's rocket launchers there's different tiers of uh, pistols and rifles and all that stuff like blue and purple are like the top powerful rifles out there 
Uh, it's not like PUBG where you, if you click the right uh, mouse on your mouse or the, the but, right button on your mouse, it does like a first person thing. It doesn't do that way. It kind of does like that third person zoom where it's not in first person, but like a crosshair, you're zoomed in just a tiny bit. So it looks like you're aiming. But overall, it's fun. I mean, anybody can play it right now. The lag is kind of an issue because you're having all those millions of people uh, pouring in on a server and everything. Because it is, it does take a little bit longer to get into the lobby. Like it takes like an extra twenty seconds. Like if you ready up on PUBG, it's like boom, you're right into a lobby. So I had fun, and Andy, you should download it on PS4 and get Zach to download, and we can play squad. It sounds more up my alley than PUBG did. <coughs> I'm still lying. <laughs> that coffee's killing you. It's like you it must. Is. You must. Water now. <laughs> Water's killing us. It's the end of the world. <laughs> it's kind of like Interstellar, where you know the the dust is choking you. Mm. Did you Did you watch Interstellar? No. No. The massive. Yeah. You're not watching it because it doesn't fit your taste or just never got around well, to it? Well, I'm sure I'll watch it one day. I just, I don't know. I would say let's do a uh, monthly viewing of it, but it's not on the streaming sites anymore. Not even Inception's on there anymore. Lame. So all I had... So goddamn Christopher Nolan took that away from me. <laughs> anyway... Anything else you had done that you want to add before we move on to the next segment? I can't think of anything. I haven't seen any movies. I ordered some, but they're not here yet, so maybe next week. What <laughs> movies did you order? Um, What did I get? I got Stalker. Uh, Vengeance is Mine. And something else. I don't remember what the third one was. Any Kung Fu? No, it was three Criterion movies. No Samurai movies? Nah. nah, not this time. I own enough. <laughs> one of them, one of them though, is a Japanese movie. Japanese movies are fun, but anyway, let's getting let's get into watch this for the month. Now, Andy, we've been uh, we watched Chopping Mall last week, and this week we watch the founder because they're reading off paper and they've got it they don't really have anything to do with each other at all except they're both movies mm -hmm. should we put it we should have put chopping mall in halloween but i bet you there's other halloween movies we could have we could put in for next month oh yeah there's a bunch i thought about that too but then eventually i was like no i want to watch this we'll watch there's lots of horror movies out there mm -hmm. so andy do you want to explain what this movie's about real quick it's a synopsis um, well, the, the name, the founder, is actually purposefully a misnomer. Like, it's about the founder of McDonald's, but at the same time, it's not. But that's the point. That's what the movie's about. Mm -hmm. It's about how this guy came to be the founder of McDonald's. And um, it's, it's a, you know, based on a true story. It's a, it's a biopic. And um, I guess that's, I mean, that's really all there's to say. The guy starts out. As he's selling milkshake machines and he's tried a bunch of other fiascos, money-making stuff, and then he finds the original McDonald's stand and talks the two guys, the original McDonald's brothers, into franchising. 
mm. in the Midwest, and then it takes off, and then he kind of, I mean, spoiler alert, but in the end, he's running the company. Yeah, and um, I really like how it started, where he was, you know, Ray, uh, what's his name, Ray Kroc? Yeah, Ray Kroc was, uh, you know, selling these milkshakes and going to these, like, drive-in diners, you know, where these waitresses come out on rollerblades and give you the food to your car kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it shows like, Oh man, it takes like an hour to get my food and drink and all that. This is bullshit. So I kind of like how they set up that way where he's like, man, there needs to be a faster way. Like you could tell in his head, there has to be something better than this. Um, and with him selling the milkshakes, it's your typical selling, uh, your door door to door salesman, or if you go to Best Buy and all that stuff, they kind of give you that sales pitch and all that stuff. How how he was doing it, you know, the chicken before the egg or something like that. He said, "Oh yeah." yeah. And um, you could tell his life was going downhill until he met the the McDonald brothers. Well, I don't know. Parts of it continue going downhill, but well, you could tell that he was not making any sales at all. And until pretty much the McDonald brothers needed like eight mixers. Oh, um, I mean, I mean like he gets divorced in the movie and stuff like that. Yeah. But the thing is the wife didn't divorce him. He's like, out of nowhere, he's like, I, I just want a divorce. And then he, uh, he, he steals the, <laughs> that guy's wife and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually read a lot of reviews and watch a lot of reviews after this. And there's like a mixed bag with people. Like, some people were like, there's no character development. I'm like, it's not about character in a way. I mean, it's about Ray Kroc on I how... Mean, they don't need to develop a a uh, non-fiction character. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do need to develop. I said that completely wrong, but there doesn't need to be a whole lot of... That's not the point. Yeah. Um... But I, I think what they were wanting is more detailed. But if you want more details, go watch a documentary. Sure. <laughs> like, this is pretty much how Ray Kroc was a a salesman that was not selling. And then he found these brothers. And then he's like, I have this big picture because I love your fucking system. And I really like the scene where they go to the tennis court. Do you remember that? Yeah, when they talking about how they had to map out their system and it took a couple tries to get it right mm-hmm. i think the big irony about this movie and the system on how it's really really quick is that when you go to a drive-thru now it doesn't take uh as fast because the menu is more uh bigger than what the menu was back in the day where it's like you get a hamburger or cheeseburger uh fries and a drink and the occasional milkshake that's it yeah, I thought it was funny. They were talking about simplifying their menu, and nowadays McDonald's is all about diversifying their menu, always adding more frozen coffee, espresso nonsense, and food wraps, and this, that, and the other mm-hmm. salads. And uh, I was telling you yesterday, like, this movie made me hate McDonald's just a little bit more because knowing Michael Keaton uh, being right crocked, you know. The man who pretty much franchised the McDonald's. So literally, like you said before, he is the founder, but he's not really the founder. The brothers are the founders of the system, uh, the values of what McDonald's is, and just Ray Kroc just stole it. 
stole their baby and ran with it. Yep. I didn't really come to like hate it or anything. I uh I kind of get it. I mean, the guy was what he did was still pretty pretty scummy, but I don't know, that's that's business or something. <laughs> well, yes and no. Like he did find a loophole in the contract to pretty much fucking screw him. And I understand like he saw he saw that there was like gold mines under this idea that the McDonald brothers had but he didn't want to wait he wanted the money now and that pretty much goes on like his financial issue where he needed the money really quickly so I thought he was a little selfish on that uh point of view but he did keep the values though he kept the place clean he kept the system um it's just that he he moved it really really quickly and then i love the whole um saving money thing where it's like we take away the real ice cream and we get this powdered stuff mm-hmm. and he's like a milkshake is ice cream damn it that's it <laughs> and he hangs up on uh ray Kroc. uh what'd you think of the acting in this in this movie it was all really good um especially michael keaton he uh He's been showing a lot of interest. <coughs> excuse me, a lot of interesting range in recent years. I'm still coughing. Sorry, but like this and like Birdman and stuff, it showed like, oh, you can be all like serious and stuff. And mm-hmm. he did great. Uh, Nick Offerman was really good. Um, the other guy, the other McDonald brother, whose name I can't remember, but he's got three names, like a presidential assassin. Uh, John Carroll Lynch, he did great as well. Um, I was surprised to see BJ Novak in it. He was great. Laura Dern was great. Patrick Wilson. I love seeing her in anything. Um, we call it Ray Kroc's first wife and everything. Like I felt bad for her at times, yeah. and then other times I was like, I could tell she wants to hang around with the rich crowd, being at the club all the time, and Ray Kroc kind of wanted to be at the bingo hall and get those you know plumbers and those small time business like that 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 was the good thing that i liked about ray Kroc is that he took these average people and be like hey you want to franchise own a mcdonald's and he took them i thought that was a good thing that ray Kroc did but ray Kroc, yeah, you know, in the business stand of if he never did all this scummy things to the brothers, like I would understand what he was doing with the franchise if he made it on his own. You know what I mean? Because I feel like Ray Kroc didn't do this on his own. He saw it, he stole it, and he he capitalized on it pretty much. Like if he would have done it on his own, I would think I would have a little bit more respect for him. Did you read any of the trivia about both Croc and or this movie? No. Mm. Interestingly, in you know, in the the true story, before he went and talked to the McDonald brothers about franchising McDonald's, he approached two other places in the LA area and said, "Hey, you should franchise." One of them was was it In and Out? No, it was uh, Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. and something else. He went to them and was like, "Yeah, hey, you should franchise in the Midwest and blah, blah, blah. But they said no, and then he went to McDonald's, and he got them to do it, and then, you know, the rest is history, like they say. Oh, so I hate when Hollywood does that, where they skew the <laughs> facts a little bit. 
Well, I mean, every every time you see based on a true story, get ready for something that didn't really happen the way they saw it. N- no movie has ever been 100% accurate. Kind of like, like the Steve Jobs movie with uh, Ashton Kutcher. Probably. I but, never saw it, but I'm sure it's not 100 percent accurate. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna add drama to make it an interesting story. I mean, at the end of the day, a movie's purpose is to entertain, not inform. Yeah, well, I, in the later years of Ray Kroc, I actually read that he donated a lot of money to like charities and stuff. Oh yeah, a ton of it. Yeah, so that specifically the like NPR and something else. I can't remember what the other one was. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, he did end up marrying Joan, who was uh, Raleigh Smith's uh, wife, the one that was playing the piano in the movie. Uh, you could tell that was going to happen. There was a lot of things that really annoyed me that Hollywood does a lot. It's like uh, the Fred Turner guy. Um, you know, he's he's seeing him do the the hamburgers and yeah, that seemed useless like he's there flipping burgers he's like oh that's great what's your name oh i'm gonna remember that name and then during like you don't see him again for the entire rest of the movie and then in the credits like oh he eventually he took over blah 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 it's like, well, then that was unnecessary why put him in the movie well no <laughs> he, he was actually in the movie later on uh during the plane rides and when he went to uh raleigh smith the restaurant he he was at next to him the whole time He's like, here, Fred Turner, he owns his own uh, franchise now. Uh, he's been with the company for two years and all that stuff. Like, I just hate how they, like, give you a hint. Like, they break that fourth wall, kind of. It's like, what your name, kid? You know, you just pu- picking up that guy. And then, uh, you know, the whole Joan uh, where he's, like, dazing off and looking at uh, Joan playing the piano. It's like, oh, she's going to be a love interest later on. Yeah. I got bored during those scenes. Like, all the scenes about him and his wife and him and, and, and her. Like, when they're talking about milkshakes and stuff at, at the, the same steakhouse. Mm-hmm. I got bored. That was, that was the only time during the movie I was disinterested. And that sucks, because that's all the actual person-to-person drama that you know should be making up some of the best parts of the movies but i had a lot more fun just watching him um trying to build up this business and negotiating with the mcdonald brothers and what they're doing what they think about it that, that, i thought that was the better movie but i understand why they included all that stuff it's still very much about yeah, his nick, life nick offerman man like him like i see him in parks and rec and i'm like that's uh that's different and like him being in a serious role is like wow he's really really good Mm -hmm. so i was like i was really surprised with that i mean john carroll lynch i uh one of my favorite movies with him is the zodiac movie uh he is pretty much plays like uh one of the suspected uh people of being the zodiac killer because they haven't caught him uh that serial killer that's another good movie to watch. Obviously, Michael Keaton, good actor. B.J. Novak from The Office. Just a just an all star lineup and stuff. And I don't remember. Was this in the movie theaters, by the way? Apparently, it was. Like I, when I was looking at IMDb, it was like release date theaters, blah 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 blah. And I was like, what? I don't remember that. Yeah, it must have been like, really quick or during when good movies were coming out. Well, I was reading even more about it, and this is really interesting to me regarding this movie, is uh, the Weinsteins, the company that, that was putting it out, they thought 
that this movie was going to be a serious Oscar contender, and they were like toying with when it was going to come out. And originally, they were going to move it up because mm. they were so sure that it would get a bunch of Oscars. They wanted people to see, oh, a movie that comes out late summer, early fall, they they can be an Oscar contender too. And then maybe we'd see a, a greater spread of those kind of movies throughout the year. But at the last minute, they're like, no, 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 we won't do that. We're going to release this. I think it was early December. I can't remember now, but they released it whenever they actually did so that it would be an Oscar t- contender. And then it got nominated for nothing. So I don't know they were wrong about that, but it's interesting to me that behind the scenes, they were sure of it. Oh, this movie's someone's going to get nominated, probably supporting actor, best actor, uh, screenplay, something. Mm-hmm. But nope, nothing. Also, um, the Coens wanted to direct this, but they couldn't do it because they were busy working on, uh, Hail Caesar. The Coen brothers. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh fuck. I had something now. The the scene pretty much near the end where um, Ray Kroc uh, builds the McDonald's in San Bernardino right across the street from the McDonald Brothers uh, place. Big M. Yeah, a lot of people might say that was kind of dickish him to do, but in yeah, order, but in competition wise, like he knows they have great ideas and stuff, and let's say the Big M became, you know the next McDonald's and, you know, competed against McDonald's and everything. Like they were a threat, even though he took everything away from them because of their ideas, especially uh, Dick's ideas. Cause it looked like Dick was the smart one and John, Ca- uh, not John Carroll, uh, Mac McDonald was more of like the, the cool manager in a way, the people's manager where you can go to him and have a discussion while Dick was like, get to work. We need to, we need to get things done quick. More interesting trivia from the, the true story of this movie. Um, Dick McDonald actually kind of like after the deal was all in the, the movie, like turns this around, but Dick was actually the one after the deal had gone through that kind of like made peace with it. And I was like, Oh, I, I guess whatever. I have a million dollars now and ended up moving back to, uh, New Hampshire or New Jersey, whichever it is, and like kind of lived happily for like many, many years. And then Mac um, never really got over it and died about 10 years later. Damn. Yeah. Um. Again, he was he was a diabetic in the mid uh, 20th century. You know, medicine wasn't as good as it is now. And it was tough doing that kind of thing, especially being under as much stress as he was. Yeah. And um they did kind of portray a little bit like there was kind of peace, especially the the bathroom scene, because if if he was really, really ticked off and like backstabbed and everything like the human emotion of him being there, I think there would have been a punch thrown at Ray Kroc. You know what I mean? Mm. I, yeah. I felt like he's like because he was like, I just one thing if we never showed you the stuff like would you would have went through this and i think he said no or something like that like your idea pretty much brought me this franchise idea and that that was literally their bad mistake of being it like an open book and showing him giving tours and all that stuff because if 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 i remember in that conversation too is that red croc was not the only one who got the tour like they showed other people. It's just that Ray Kroc capitalized on it. Then 
than the others did. And uh, yeah, this was a good movie. Yeah, it was. So uh, get prepared for our next two movies for next month. We'll announce it on next episode because I'm not going to waste people's time on searching through all these videos or movie titles and all that stuff. But prepare to be more like horror. We're going to do some horror movies. Horror. Horror. Anyway. Yep. So that's The Founder. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. The movie. So, Andy, not a lot of big game news out there. Um, I'm scrolling through it really quickly just to double check or something before I move on. Uh, Just Persona 5. Resident Evil has a, a board game. And Skyrim is getting a survival mode. Probably something along of, you know, drink water, eat something, and all that stuff. It is. I was reading about that, and this is interesting because the survival mode itself sounds kind of cool. Like, you, you can freeze to death in certain areas, and you got to dress appropriately. You have to eat. You can get fatigued. All that stuff's really cool. But the, the something that a lot of the headlines don't convey, but all of the articles seem to go to, and it into in depth is in order to download it you have to use their new fancy um creator system thing you know the paid dlc that's not paid dlc mm-hmm. you have to download it and it's only free for a week and then after that it's going to cost something so they're trying to convince people to get on there figure out how to use it download this cool new mod and then after a week it's no longer going to be free and they want people using that service which i imagine i haven't seen numbers for it, but i imagine isn't doing well well, uh, apparently, if you use that that system, uh, all the free ones you can't use. So, like, people are boycotting it pretty much. Lame. Yeah, you know that's what happened. I understand why they're doing uh, that mod program so that they can give money to the modders and all that stuff. Oh, uh, I think it's because they want money. They want money. Yeah, I mean, that's a, the reason why. Because I, I don't understand why they hate modders. Because uh, they do make better... Sometimes they do make better things in the game that they create. <laughs> so, I don't know. Anyway, let's get into some news that matter to us. So, first movie news. Uh, I did not know that they were making another Pacific Rim. So they're I, I thought it had been canceled, honestly. Like I knew it existed, but I thought uh Datora walked away and it, it kind of languished and then finally fizzled out or something. Yeah, well this movie's based ten years after uh Pacific Rim one. And this one is called Pacific Rim Uprising, and it's gonna have uh Finn from Star Wars, John Boyega as the uh guy who's gonna be uh piloting the Jaeger as known as Gypsy Danger and this is the movie poster it looks badass I will say that but if Del Toro is not doing this movie I don't know if I want to see this movie agreed like it could be good it, it could be fun I think no that was before we started rolling but we were talking about another movie and I was saying the movie could be entertaining, but it won't be good. And this is the one, this is one where it could be good, but I bet it will at least be entertaining, maybe. But I don't know if I'll go to the theaters. You know, I may catch it later, you know? Yeah, this is definitely going to be like a, uh, 
a Netflix streaming thing, or maybe if I rent it for like four dollars off of my PlayStation to go watch it. It's just that I know John Boyega is a good actor, but I feel like they got him because they lost Del Toro. What I really liked about Pacific Rim is that, yeah, even though they had the guy from Sons of Anarchy and uh, that black guy that I keep on forgetting his name, who's who's in Dark Tower. What? The guy who's in Dark Tower and was in Pacific Rim, the black guy, the military guy. Yeah. I forgot his name, but he, like, even though they got, like, those okay to good actors and everything, like, Del Toro was doing it, it had, uh, the... The scenes, uh, the graphics of the Jaeger, and <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. The what the the Jaeger and the the kaiju's. There we go. Yeah. Like it was good because Del Toro knows how to do like these mechs and like uh, kaiju movies and all that stuff. So that's what I saw that movie five times when it came out. It was so good. Moving on to other movie news, apparently. As this ad starts to pop up, it's in your blood. The primal need to pitch yourself. Against the unknown. I am just gonna exit out of this fucking ad. And this one too. Anyway, it is getting a sequel, apparently. And uh it's it too. That really fucked me up. God damn it. Let me. I just paused it right there. I'm gonna put it back on the screen. Transition. There we go. So Stephen King's It Chapter Two will be released in theaters on September 6, 2019, and I think it's a big no-no to have a set date after your movie just came out in theaters, the first one, because there's a lot of shit that could happen, especially now where creative differences happen. Or actors, you know, either get arrested or they leave the the project and everything. But if you remember the the nineties, it there was two chapters where you had the kid uh, the kid movie, and then you had when they grown up, the adults, and hmm. and that's what they're doing. But I am really, really terrified that they might go longer than chapter two. I feel like they're gonna they're gonna somehow make this into like a saw that, franchise where we. That's get... how the book was, though, right? Yeah, what chapter one and chapter two? Yeah, I mean the the two parts of the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with releasing the date right away. I'm saying this is the window, but I like I have this feeling in my stomach that they're just gonna be like, well, let's make a third one, let's make a fourth one. Like, <laughs> you get the the people from the movie their kids getting terrified by Pennywise and all that stuff and so on and so on. I just hope they end it with chapter two and that's it. Do you have any thoughts on that? I didn't see the first one. What reviews are you hearing about it? Um, I have some friends who saw it and they all seem to like it much to my surprise. Actually, I didn't think this movie would be as good as people were saying it is. Part of me is thinking, eh, maybe I'll go see it. But honestly, I, I just can't motivate myself to want to see that movie. I, same here. I feel like it's a scene-by-scene scene copy of what uh, the original was. And I'm like, I already seen this movie already. Maybe they might make some slight changes and stuff. But this is a movie that I'll wait until I can rent it or something. 
because I, I I don't think it's worth my time. And it, it's amazing how me and you are like on the same wavelength about like I don't think this is gonna be great, even though a lot of people are saying it's it's awesome. Um, and then the last movie news of the day, and let me get ready for an ad to be popped up. There we go. I saved it. Terminator Six apparently is a reboot. Boo! And Linda Hamilton is returning to uh, replay uh, Sarah Connor. I don't know how you're gonna do that. A lot of like makeup and uh, CGI and all that stuff, kind of like how they did in the other movies where Arnold. She gonna play the same character or be a different role? No, she's Sarah Connor. Oh, weird. So I don't know where they're picking this off. Apparently, they are ignoring uh, Genesis, where pretty much they fucked up the whole story, the timeline, and everything. They sure did. Uh, what else did they say? Uh, Robert Patrick is not returning. So the mm. so I don't know what they're gonna do. I really don't. Are they going to get another actor to play the T-1000? Are they going based off of Judgment Day? Is that is it going to be a sequel of Judgment Day? Even though we did get Terminator 3, but nobody likes to talk about Terminator 3. Or I didn't like that movie much. Maybe we're going to get an in-between of Terminator 2 and Terminator 3, of what happened on how Sarah died, in a way. That would be interesting. I'd watch that. But then you would have to get uh, the guy who played John Connor to play John Connor. Uh, forget the kid's name, who was in Judgment Day. So, I don't know. Me and you talked about this. They need to stop this Terminator stuff. Yeah. Um, apparently, Schwarzenegger is going to be one of the uh, producers of this movie. That's interesting. Has he produced anything before? No. I I think he wants to get Terminator back on track, but it's like I don't think he I I think he just need to end it. Unless he somehow bring back the R rating of the movie and put Cameron back on it. Yeah. What happened to that I say this every time we bring up Arnold. What happened to that new Conan movie? I want to see that. I don't know. I, I would I would like to see a lot of Arnold movies, like another Total Recall, maybe. Not with uh, Colin Ferguson, but like with Arnold in it. Maybe Running Man. That'd be pretty interesting in the modern times now. In like 2017, I was seeing like how they would do Running Man. Maybe you could have Arnold Schwarzenegger be the TV show host. I think that'd be hilarious. I don't know. Conan would be interesting. Weren't they going to have him be conan but like train his son to be like the the top guy i don't know i just know that in the conan was, he's a king for a long time like an old king i thought that's the direction they were gonna take it mm -hmm. oh shit but um yeah terminator needs to stop man they're ruining my favorite fucking franchise one of my favorite sci-fi's out there, Terminator. And I I was like one of the, the people that actually thought Genesis was decent and maybe like 
a good a good way to reboot a franchise kind of like how x-men days of future past where they pretty much fuck up the storyline not the storyline the the timeline where it's like okay now this makes sense because you you showed the old what the old franchise and like you're bringing in a new franchise so bringing the old and the new together to fuck up the timeline makes sense not like <laughs> not like ghostbusters the female one which apparently is horrible to some people and other people glorify it because uh you know we need to put people in roles to social justice warriors and all that stuff but uh yeah that's all the news i have man do you have anything to add i don't know i talked shortly about that uh bethesda jazz i don't really have much else we have a lot of games coming out nothing next week because apparently when is that gundam game coming out uh the end of the week actually so get gundam was it i forgot about that i don't have that pre-ordered or nothing yeah so after gundam comes out pretty much you have wwe 2k18 you have uh, Lord of the Rings or Shadow of uh, Shadow of War. You have Wolfenstein Two: The New Order, and then you have Evil Within Two, which I need to play their first games before I play those games. So, other than that, guys, I think we are going to end the show. We talked about the founder. Uh, keep an eye out for next week. Uh, Andy, by the way, I am off on Monday. So if you are off on Monday, we can do the show Monday. Indeed. I, I open Monday. All right. So I'll be off by our appointed showtime. Sweet, sweet. So thanks for listening to episode nine of Big Trouble in Little Podcasts. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And remember, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. If we're not back by dawn... Call the president. See you later.